cloth, y'all would get ripped apart. You want a diamond, then you gotta get it in the dark. We dropping nuggets like Carmelo went to Rucker Park. Now we eating from state to state, we scrape the plate. I put my eggs in the basket, took a leap of faith. I took a chance, now we grow and see the impact. Decoding success with special guests, now let's bring man. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the show, everyone. You are rocking with your host, Matt Labrie, on an all-new episode of the Decoding Success Podcast. Super excited to have you here, as always. But if you are a new member of our amazing community of listeners, we want to welcome you and let you know that you picked an amazing episode to dive into for your first. If you are a returning member of our amazing community of listeners, we want to welcome you back. Say thank you for your continued support and love and all of the positives that you bring about to this amazing community. Now, with that being said, we have something super special in store for all of you that are tuned into this right now. A lot of value jam-packed into this episode with an amazing individual that has directly impacted my life in so many different ways. We're going to get into that in just a little bit, but I want to throw this out there. To listen to this episode, it cost absolutely nothing. This is totally free. But with that being said, if you do find this to be a value, I have to ask you, I have to urge you to make sure you're sharing it with the people that are in your circle. Now, the reason I say that is because if you find this to be a value, you are in proximity of other like-minded individuals and there is a great chance, a really, really great chance that they too will find this to be a value. So all I ask is that you make sure you share this, whether it's in your group chats, whether it's on your Slack channels, whether it is in emails or text messages or on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, chat, uh, Clubhouse, wherever you're sharing it, we would absolutely really, really love that. And if you do share it on social, make sure you're tagging us so that we can personally reach out, show you love and, and really express our gratitude for that gesture. Now, with that being said, I had an amazing opportunity recently to chop it up with a gentleman, this individual. I mean, he directly impacted my life positively in so many different ways, whether that was in relationships, both intimate friendship, coworker, etc., whether that was in business, whether that was just general life and mentorship and giving back. Like there were so many ways my life was impacted and not only by this individual, but the individual that put me in a place to surround myself with other individuals, AKA my coworkers at the time who greatly, greatly impacted me in so many different ways. Now, many of you know, I previously worked with Damon John of FUBU and Shark Tank, New York Times bestselling author, absolutely amazing individual. I not only worked with him, but I also interned for him. For three years, I was with him altogether. And we were recently given the opportunity to jump on his Instagram live series called Power Talks. Now, I went into this thinking I was interviewing him, but with that being said, I had some questions thrown my way and I am so grateful to be able to amplify this message to all of you today because we talked about a lot of things, a lot of growth, a lot of behind the scenes stuff that maybe should be talked about a little bit more, but regardless, we are amplifying it to all of you here today. So I just wanted to say thank you for joining us for this amazing conversation that we're repurposing. And without further ado, we bring to you Power Talks with Damon J. All right, so I see a lot of people in the house. Um, we're gonna we're gonna just jump right into this. So today in my power talks, and today I am bringing on at first. I'm gonna bring on uh, Matt. Let me let me let me just break down who he is to you, and then we're gonna get right into it. Matt Labrice. His uh, basically let me just break it down. Now Matt Labrice. Uh, 
I think I met him at York College. We'll go over it. And he wanted to intern um, for me. And I said, all right, I'll give you a shot. And he came in and interned. And, uh, you know, basically what he, what we have here, the write-up on him is he um, came on as a business develop intern at the Shark Group and worked his way up to content coordinator for my book, Rise and Grind. He's one of the reasons why Rise and Grind became a success. And um, he went on to start uh, a podcast called The Decoding Success Podcast, which is built on the principle that there is no longer a secret to success. I love that idea. Um, and most recently founded 1B Branding, an award-winning branding agency. I got to find out what award, which health business to differentiate themselves through smart strategy, uh, imaginative and innovative design and activation. All right, so let, let me um, let me bring Matt on really quick and let's get some questions about interning and all that good stuff. Where is Matt? Where is Matt? Where is Matt? Wait, did I just see Noriega in here? I think Nori may be in here too. Yo. What's up, Matt? What's going on, man? How are you? I am well. I'm just my desk. Everything going well with me. How you doing? Everything is good, man. Everything is good. Living life. All right. So, you know, I kind of chopped up the intro. Um, you're a little blurry. I'm not sure if it's me or you, but um, where did we initially meet, Matt? I believe it was your college. I'm not sure, but your college. Yep, yep, yep. Your college, Jamaica, Queens. I believe that was 2017. Long time ago. Four years now. Yeah, now it's very hard to become somebody who comes to work for me. We usually source from um, different um, college, uh, you know, career people in the college, and they, 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 they give us the interns. But how, how did you approach me? Because I get approached often about people working with me. How did you approach me? What, what transpired after that? I don't recall. But, of course, obviously you were effective in your communication, and we ended up working together. So can you walk me through the story? Yeah, definitely. So long story short, it was myself and two other students who had the opportunity to meet you in the green room. You were backstage doing a whole bunch of press, book signing before you hopped on stage. Uh, I'll never forget, uh, and this goes to show how great of a dude you are, I was the last person to shake your hand before you went on stage. You looked at me and you said, what the hell do they teach you here how to break people's hands? So it was kind of good vibes off the bat. I was laughing. Right. We had a little bit of a conversation. You went on stage. And actually before that, I told you I was going to intern for you. You just looked at me like I had the biggest head in the world. You were like, dude, right. you, you probably heard that a million and one times. Yeah. You went on stage after your engagement was done. I was walking out with an individual that I brought with me and we happened to see Georgie Barnes. Now, we knew George from the club industry, being in nightlife. So after the event, George and I had a discussion. He brought us back into the green room. One thing led to another, and George hooked it up. Oh, very good. All right. Cool, cool. And then you started working as an intern, but obviously you must have impressed the staff uh, and Ted and all the people who most of the staff started as an intern, and then I believe we started, we hired you, um, and then you worked on the Rise and Grind book, and what was your, you were content creator, but you did a lot, and I have to obviously thank you, because it's a, you know, people get the honor of, uh, or I get the honor of people just seeing me when there are people like you, and so many people behind the scenes who are working day and night to make these things come true. Um, what was your job doing it, what did you 
bring to the table? What did you learn, you know, out of it? Because hopefully some of that led you to where you are today because you're, you're now trying to do the same and empower people and give education to people. So just give me any of your experience there as an intern. Yeah, so firstly, I'll start with what I learned because I always get asked this question. What was the number one thing you took away from working with Damon, from working with the Shark Group? Number one thing I took away was remaining calm. I'll never forget, there was a meeting that it was you, myself, Chauncey, and Ted in this meeting. Whatever we were fleshing out, whether it was some content stuff, whether it was some rise and grind, logistical stuff, I'll never forget how calm you were. And I'm sitting there with on whatever whatever it was. We were kind of just going back and forth. And you were sitting there so calm. And after that meeting, I walked up to you and I, thought, I was like, D, like, how do you do this? Like, well, I'm heated. Chauncey's heated. Ted's heated. We're kind of going back and forth and obviously very civilized. Yeah. But I asked you and you were like, Matt, business isn't brain surgery. No one's life here is on the line. You literally said, Matt, you know, like, you're going to lose money. You're going to make money. And that right there was my biggest takeaway because uh, as someone in business or even someone just in life, you know, like shit hits the fan and yeah. you start getting a little frantic. I know I do. So that was 100% my biggest takeaway. And that was something that I always appreciated. Um, but in oh. regards to, go ahead. Uh, you no, no, that, that, that. Yeah, so in regards to the work that I was doing, uh, I got brought on to help create systems to start creating content for you on social, right? You were already doing stuff, but we had so much press on hard drives, old stuff from FUBU, new stuff from Power, um, sorry, from Rise and Grind, from uh, Power of Broken, all all these amazing press outlets and we wanted to create systems to be able to generate and pump all of this out to continuously expand your reach so that was the main thing that was brought on and then of course um rise and grind was something that got thrown on the desk and that was an amazing project to be a part of as well because it was something that i've never done ever in my life never thought i would have done it and you know an amazing opportunity well, so I want to elaborate on the remain calm thing. And it's funny the way you said it, remain calm. Remind me of um, Meet the Fuckers when the guy, <laughs> do you ever saw Meet the Fuckers? Yeah, yeah, I know what it is. You ever saw when the cop, <laughs> when the crazy cop shot him with the electric thing? Remain calm, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but um, I think it goes back to what everybody, you know, it's all saying, you know, never react, respond. Um, and, you know, when you get emotionally you know, charge over something. And you, of course, being a younger man, I, I, I was the same. Um, but when you react, you never get the proper response out of it. I, I actually read something that they said, um, was it Elon Musk or it was, it was definitely Steve Jobs and Elon Musk had one thing in common. Sometimes they would uh, now do the uncomfortable 10 to 20 second silence when asked questions in the room and so they're sitting there you know just like this and obviously they're in the leadership position and you may ask a question to them and they are they're just quiet for 20 seconds now 20 seconds could seem like a lifetime when you're in a negotiation or talking to somebody but they said that that is a practice that they do that First of all, it shows people the gravity of the situation, but it also shows that you're going to come up with a, a better thought out answer. Often, you know, I find that um, when you're upset at something, I do this personally, not necessarily when I'm in a meeting, but when I'm upset at something or anxious or whatever the case, especially these days, right, with COVID, you know, you never know what the hell is driving you, right? Because you've heard of a death over here or you want to get out of the damn house or the kid is yelling or, you know, you and your wife or whatever. 
you and your friends. I noticed that um, I reflect and say, where is this anxiety coming from? Mm. Could I had a great night with some Tito's last night and my body is tired? <laughs> right? Could I um, could I have heard about a quick call or somebody said something to me like, yo, I gotta talk to you, it's really important, but I was on like on, on a call like this or something, and I see that text and I know that person is always about drama, or maybe that person never about drama, and they hit me and said, I gotta really talk to you, and I'm like, holy crap, what just happened? Because right now where we are in life, we're hearing so many bad things every other day. I think we're a little too connected. Um, but when I started to realize that I have to go back and see where this is coming from, sometimes I may be super, super tired. And I know that maybe I shouldn't make a decision on this topic today, or maybe I'm emotionally charged. I just had an argument with my wife or my mother or whatever, or my daughter, and maybe I should sleep on it and make a decision tomorrow. So I, I'm glad that you brought that out of, out of uh, the conversation because it's not something that I normally think about. And I love the old saying that, you know, life is 20% what happens to you and 80% on how you respond. Right. So um, I love that. Um, I do want to get into one thing about you in regards to your internship. You decided to intern, you know, that means work for free. That, you know, a lot of people will say, well, I'm in college or I'm at this certain age or I, um, I have my bills to pay. I have whatever my responsibilities are. Or, you know what, if I want to work for free, well, why don't I work for free on doing something that I want to do for myself? But you dedicated your time and energy. You get you came to work the same time as people who are getting paid, and you left probably later than them half the time. What would you say to other people who are thinking that it's not for them? Or maybe, you know what, if they are thinking it's not for them, if they even have that mindset, should you try to convince them as you talk about decoding success? Should you even try to convince them that that is something? Or, you know, I'm trying to basically say, if the person doesn't see the value in that and you have to convince them, then they're really, you don't even want to talk to them, move on. What would you think about that comment? Right, so I'm, I'm gonna speak from my personal experience and I only had one internship. That one internship just so happened to turn into a job. I was getting turned down left and right. I personally never saw the value in interning. In fact, all I thought, and this is probably why, I mean, listen, I failed out of college, right? I had to go back to college. I kind of worked backwards. Mm -hmm. um, I totally see this, because I, I was on both sides of the spectrum. I made a lot of money in my early 20s just from being in business. And at the same time, I lost a lot of money in my early 20s because... Um, well, you in business, what? You uh, the promote the nightlife, right? Nightlife, okay. correct. correct. Okay. Yep. Cool. yep. So I never saw the value in interning until I actually did it. And what that did was propel me even closer to where I actually wanted to be. It was just another door to, door to walk through. It was an opportunity presented to me. And that proximity... And listen, being in proximity of you, obviously, is going to pull me a lot closer to where I want to be in life. Right. But if that. someone is looking to get a job directly out of college, that internship is proximity to that job. Right. And I didn't necessarily view it that way in my early 20s or even in my late teens. But when I had that opportunity presented to me with you, it was an absolute no brainer. It was just proximity and proximity is so powerful. 
I, I've never thought about that. I mean, I think that's a form of mentorship, but proximity is correct, right? You weren't directly being mentored by me, but you were also working hand-to-hand -hand with a lot of people who were working with me, and then eventually you would work with me um, in various different ways. Now, one thing I loved about you and one thing I did not love about you was you were somewhat of a know-it-all at the company. I was. Now, and I, and I like that because I like it in a, in a couple of ways because – you know, at least you are voicing an opinion so you can have a discussion about it with people. And it doesn't mean that you need to agree with them or you can agree to disagree, but at least it, it prompted a discussion. And that that's why Shark Tank is so great. All the sharks know the the fundamentals of business, but the way that Mark Cuban or Barbara will solve that problem will be the, a different way than I will. Or the way that Kevin will talk to somebody will be a different way that I would talk to somebody, even though we're trying to get the same thing across. Um, and but I think that that also is part of age. Being in your young twenty, in your in your early twenties, a lot of us, Damon John didn't know. Well, Damon John doesn't know every, everything now, and I definitely didn't know anything in my young twenties. Um, but then you would move on to have this decoding success, and you would want to go and share information and find information from others. And it sounds like obviously you you uh, have learned a lot. Where do you draw the line of being? confident, somewhat opinionated, but yet learning at the same time. So all I can say is the, the math that you experienced was way, way, way too arrogant, like ridiculously. And obviously right. now that I'm, you know, a few steps back from that, I realized that right now I know that, or it's going to be a little bit of a tongue twister. I don't know what I don't know. And yeah. The more and more I talk to individuals like you, uh, Grant Cardone, Dean Graciosi, all these amazing people, I'm just like, holy shit, like I, I didn't know this, right? right? So I don't even think there is a line. And the beautiful thing about it is everyone's perspective is different. Every Like me and you could have a, a very similar experience, but the way you perceive that experience is always going to be different or, or slightly different than the way I perceive it. Right. And I think that's the beauty in it. And when you're able to open yourself up to the perspectives of other people in that sense, your world just continues to expand. And it really goes to show the reach of what is, you know, what is possible in this world. Yeah. But, you know, you had to be smart enough or vulnerable enough to say, I need to change the way I'm approaching things. A lot of people here right now listening to us, they have family members that you can't tell them S-H-I-T, but they still are unhappy with their lives in what other form, whether financially, whether romantically, whether physically, but you can't tell them nothing. They shut you down all the time. They tell you why it can't work, and they are 100 years old or they're 50 years old, but you at a certain point knowing that you had these opinions i mean honestly you take somebody up until usually somebody would be around like 40 when they start going man i can't believe the shit i was saying when i was 20 something years old but for you to sit there and say in in such a short curve did anything specific happen to you did you take in because i'll tell you what my curve was I tell the story a lot of times when I was so smart that I didn't go to college. I wasn't even as smart as you to try to go to college. And I like to laugh at all the kids who were going to college because I was on tour with LL Cool J and all of them. And then I turned around and I, I joke, but I'm serious. I was, I was now 22, 23. Those kids are coming back from college with jobs. And I was at Red Lobster uh, being their waiter and felt embarrassed. And I said, 
And that's and then both of my friends, my cool friends I was hanging out with, dead or in jail or on crack. And that's when I took inventory of myself and I said, man, I got to make a, a, a change because if I'm going to look at the re results right now, and nothing wrong with being a waiter. I'm going to look at the results right now. I have no goal to hit in life because I didn't. I don't have anything I'm super in love with. I'm a waiter, which am I going to do this? Uh, I'm, I'm probably, okay, I'll get a little bit of a, you know, I'm, I can't build a bigger career. What am I going to do? Take nine tables at one time instead of two? I, that's not scalable. So, man, I'm, maybe I'm the idiot, right? And, and that's happened to me. And I'm not saying that you said you're an idiot. But how do you find that way to get out of your own way or be, be very honest with yourself and say, I need to adjust this at, at some point in my life? Yeah, so I think for me personally, what it came down to was getting hit by the, the two by four of life numerous times. After I left working with you in March of 2019, I just like was on a total downward spiral and shit actually got really dark. I really don't talk about it this much. Um, and I know you talked about it all the time when I was with you. You know, you would always talk about how, like, the suicide rate in, in Silicon Valley was super high. Um, you know, and it is, right? That's, that's just the truth of it. Like, life got really dark. I was experiencing crazy anxiety. Like, I, I almost was scared to leave the house straight up. Yeah. And, you know, finances, I was tapping into my Roth IRA. Like, I didn't know what I was doing. I was just lost. And it was either I was going to continue playing victim to that or I was going to make a change. And it took me some time to make a change. I didn't just wake up and, you know, oh, shit, like I'm, I'm good again. Like it wasn't like that at all. In fact, you know, I started to build, 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 build. It was great. Um, then it wasn't great. And then uh, it's funny. I, I didn't even think the conversation would go this way. But also relationships, different relationships with girls I was dating was revealing stuff to me as well. And. I was just. What do you mean the relationships with girls you were dating? You mean the girls were not the ones that you felt you should be with, or the girls were telling you, "Hey, Matt, you know, yeah. hey, you know, what, what was happening?" It was. It was more so life telling me through them, right? Like it was just something wouldn't work out, and it would reveal something that I needed to work on on myself, right? So were like, they good? Was, do you be, do you believe they were good people that you that you lost the opportunity with or they were not good people who were sucking you dry of emotion or intelligence or aspirations i think it w i wouldn't go to the extent of saying that they were sucking me dry of aspirations goals etc but they were definitely in, in certain scenarios sucking me dry of energy right and all of those experiences that whether it was the relationships with women or whether it was um you know experiences on the road speaking engagements whatever the case was like everything was just revealing to me something i needed to work on myself and as a and instead of getting offended by that and you know kind of just like huddling up and kind of just like being closed off to it i just i just stepped into it i literally just stepped into it every single time and that just kept broadening you know the horizons all right so so Let's get into now all the good stuff you're doing with your podcast called Decoding Success Podcast. What are you doing? Why are you doing it? What have you learned from it? What can you share with people and where can people find you? Because a lot of people here are saying that this is a very relatable conversation. It's, 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 you know, uh, you know, it, it's just transparency. And, you know, a lot of times, you know, we, we talk too high about things that because, you know, in my world, we're talking about finance and everything else, but you can't never get to that point until you get past these points where we're talking about as a person, right? So let's talk about decoding success podcasts. Yeah, man, I love it. I, 
I think I really drew the inspiration from just being around you and being able to have a conversation with you at any given moment when I was working with you, whether it was a text or whether we were out to dinner or in a meeting or whatever the case was. And I just told myself, like, I don't want to stop having these conversations. You know, like I want to continuously be in proximity of individuals that have things that I aspire to have in life, whether it's the ability to get their family the best health care, which is something you talk about all the time after your health scare, or, you know, whether it is to be able to fly on a private jet, whatever the case is, I just wanted to continue to extract value from them, which sounds very selfish. So I always spin it and say that I wanted to be able to amplify the messages of other people as well. Now, when I first started the podcast, it was super ego based. Um, once I got a taste of being able to land a certain type of guest because I knew how to sell myself, my experiences and what I was offering them, I just really was tapping into the ego and I was very driven by that. So I, I, I want to spin a question on you and ask you how you found ways to take ego out of the driver's seat. But ultimately beyond that, um, yeah, it's just fun, D, like straight up, like I have a lot of fun doing it. So it's on every ma major platform, Apple, iTunes, Spotify, et cetera. But I'm curious, like, I know you got to bounce in a little bit, but, um, you know, how do you keep, uh, ego out of the driver's seat? Well, you know, there's a balance of it because, you know, you know, you, you can, you can argue every angle of it. If you, um, you know, if you don't feel confident about yourself and nobody will invest in you, but on the other side, you know, um, uh, you know what I think it is. I think that I have, I have, I've been doing this now, and I've been, you know, I, I started really getting public recognition around 1995, right? So, I guess uh, doing my math, I mean, it's almost 30 years of doing this, right? Um, and then, so then I had money, and now my ego is still in place because my ego is still big because even with the money and Fubu was working. Once FUBU would start going down, I know that the industry would say, well, he's a one-trick pony. That's never going to happen again, and they all wish you the worst because, obviously, you know, they want to do better. Not all. Some some wish you the best. And then I switched over to various different areas of success. Um, and I just think that – I think my ego has started to go away because when you walk in a room with people who have more success than you, whatever you deem success is, people who have bigger families or – really happy with their faith or are in great shape or are billionaires, you realize that there's always going to be somebody out there with a bigger wallet, you know, and bigger something else. Um, I joke about it, but I'm serious. You know, if, uh, if Elon Musk or, you know, woke up with Mark Cuban's money, he would jump out the window. And if Mark Cuban woke up with my money, he would be a welfare case. You know, so, uh, you know, and then somebody else, if I woke up with somebody else's money, that is. So so money, obviously, anybody can have more of it, right? Anybody can have more fame, right? right? Um, and I just think when you're comfortable with yourself and you kind of you kind of throw it out there like that, people respect it. You know, I was uh, I was one day uh, and I always tell the story, I was one day in this, this woman's house and she had this huge mansion. I mean, and you could tell that she had just came into – to, she had just married this wealthy individual and she was just taught. I mean, she was just bragging about everything, everything in there. And you can tell the way that she was bragging. It was a dinner party. And one of, one of uh, somebody I know jumped up and said, yeah, no, you're bragging a lot. You were real good. You guys, you guys live better than Warren Buffett. That's amazing. Cause technically Warren Buffett has a little regular house. Right. It shut her up immediately because her husband say, honey, sit down. 
right? Or, or, or somebody who has all the jewelry and all the lavish lifestyle and the furs and everything else or, or the, 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 the great suits and everything else. And somebody says to them, man, yo, yeah, you spend a lot of money on clothes. You're amazing. You dress better than uh, than Zuckerberg. You are really doing well. You know what I mean? When, when you put things in a certain perspective, anybody can bring you down when you put yourself up here. But when you put yourself here face to face, like I'm proud of what I have. And I don't care about what I don't have. If I strive to get that, maybe I'll get that one day. But if not, I'm cool with this. Um, I find that people have a massive amount of respect for you. Right. No, I, I appreciate that, man. So essentially, it was just being humble that kept the ego out of the driver's seat for you? Yeah, I think the first, uh, it, I'll tell you the time it actually happened. I went to Colorado. <laughs> I went to Colorado one time, and um, this was an area in Colorado where the billionaires were moving the millionaires out. And I, um, I was at a at an event, and I had my FUBU chain on, and I paid yo man, man, crusted diamonds, and it's about one hundred fifty, two hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> Bill Gates was over there. Warren Buffett was over there. A whole bunch of people in there. You know, like, you ever seen that picture of Bill Gates and Warren Buffett next to each other? And it's like $150 billion this picture and not one Gucci belt in sight. <laughs> and I was walking around shining up my chain. <laughs> and, you know, when I realized, when I left there, I was like, yo, <laughs> man, I'm an idiot. <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> and I was like, I ain't never doing it. And by the way, I brought my bodyguard at the time because that's when the FUBU was hot. And none of those dudes had bodyguards. And I'm up there with the bodyguard in there. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, how crazy did I look in that room? That's great. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, they were all like this. He brought his bodyguard and he got a chain on, you know? Um, <laughs> so, you know, it'll humble you. No, I love that, man. I appreciate that. Definitely appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. So, listen, man, I appreciate your time. And where can we find uh, your, your podcast, Decoding uh, the Success Podcast? Yeah, it's on every platform, Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Radio.com, Libsyn, all that good stuff. It's everywhere. Just type it in, it will pop up. All right. All good, brother. Thank you for uh, sharing, um, you know, and being honest and transparent about your history and about where you are mentally. And thank you. And listen, if, if your podcast is anywhere like this, where you are extracting value, because I noticed, you know, one thing I do on Clubhouse and other places is I want to answer all the questions that people are usually too intimidated to ask, because a lot of people are in rooms or having conversations and, um, you know, they hear people saying certain words and they laugh ah, because they don't want to seem stupid by going, what is that? Right. You know what I mean? And when they do that, they kind of tend to veer away from being educated and changing their lives. When if they're in rooms where people are having these kind of conversations, if you do ask, what is that? First of all, people generally want to share it. If the people around you don't want to share it, they're like, oh, you're an idiot. You don't know about that. They don't know much about it either. Right. Um, but the true people will want to say and give you that information. And that will be the first step of you hearing something, because then when you hear it again, you know a little bit more, you know a little bit more, you know a little bit more. And that's how you learn. And that's how you grow. 100%. Definitely agree, man. All right, brother. Thank you so much, man. Be blessed. Right. And we will be talking soon. I didn't do the podcast yet, did I? No, no, no. We, I, I wanted to I ask you questions to. on this. I wanted to ask you oh. questions on this. No, oh, let's no, no, no. go. Come on. No, do your thing. I know you got someone else. Do your thing. I don't want you to be late for that. Do your thing. I'll talk to Ted and we'll, we'll get that situated. 
All right, all good, brother. Sorry about that. I'm yeah, I'll go there oh, asking you so many questions. All right, man. I'll talk to you, Dave. All right, peace. All right, there you go. So um I hope you learned a lot from from my brother Matt. Um absolutely amazing young man who's going through life and is sharing stuff like that in real time. And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Now, with that being said, this episode was cut in a way because Damon was hopping onto the next live stream. And with that being said, I want to urge you to connect with Damon on social. He is putting out so much value from his content to his live streams and obviously from his books and digital courses and all of that amazing stuff. Free resources, nonetheless. Make sure you're on his email list. Absolutely amazing stuff going on from Damon. So I'm going to have all of his socials, websites, all the good stuff in the show notes of this episode. As always, I really, really hope you found this to be of value. It was an amazing opportunity to hop on his power talks. Keep an eye out for them. I know he has some amazing ones coming up with some individuals that we work with at 1B Branding. So with that being said, keep up with that. Make sure you're following Damon. If you found this to be of value, make sure you're sharing it as mentioned. Share it with the people in your group chats, whether that's your coworkers, your friends, where you drop all the memes or rip on people, whatever the case is. I just want to urge you to share it if you found this to be of value and there is much, much more to come. We are working on getting Damon on this show for hopefully episode number 200, which would be pretty monumental. But until that, ladies and gentlemen, you can make sure you check back in here every single week for your value, your experiences, the insights, the wisdom from such amazing game-changing individuals that are hopping on here left and right. So with that being said, until next time, everyone, be blessed. Peace.